The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday, September 10th edition. Six games on tap for this Thursday evening. Keep an eye on the weather. It's going to be a doozy, but hope everybody had a good Wednesday. You had 19 runs during the day from the Brew Crew. You had 29 from the Braves. The Giants even put up double digits. Our stacks were good. We weren't on the Braves, unfortunately, but Marlins did their thing. Orioles did their thing. Mets did their thing. Giants did their things. We were all... All giddy there. Uh, you can still sneak in the in the green, but uh, you weren't making much without the Braves. That was a crazy, crazy evening. That's all I can say about that. Back to some normalcy, hopefully, on a Thursday. Again, six games. There's a lot of day game action as well. But a six-game main slate. Don't forget, you can check me out on Twitter, at BDNTrick. Hit me up with your questions there. We have the free Fantasy Sports DJ and Slack chat. Just hit me up, and I'll get you into that deal. You can watch the podcast on Rotoball, our YouTube channel. Give it a like and a share over there. If you'd like to join Rotoball or Premium, use promo code Bubba to get 10% off the package of your choice. They have a, a premium Slack chat, awesome tools, articles, and more over at rotoballer.com. So go check all that out. And then you can also get the podcast in podcast form. Give a rating review on iTunes, and I'd really, really appreciate it. All right, we have a couple totals on tonight's slate. Still waiting on a few. You obviously don't have a Wrigley set yet because of the weather, but you have Orioles-Yankees is at 8.5. Giants Padres is at nine. Dodgers Diamondbacks is at nine and a half. We are waiting on the Marlins Phillies as it's Arietta versus Alcantara. And we're waiting on Red Sox Rays as Fleming versus Kickham. So we're waiting on those two totals, I believe. Let me double check. Could be to- Nope. Oh, we got them all. Red Sox Rays is total of nine. And we are waiting on the Marlins one because I'm assuming. They're making sure that they still have enough people to play after last night. But it's going to be a doozy. That means uh, the DraftKings slate starts at 640 Eastern. So it starts a little normal and earlier. So keep that in mind when you're locking things in. you got about a 30-minute, 25 to 30 minutes ahead of schedule when it comes to locking in the lineups. Also, watch the weather because I said six-game slate. Baltimore at the Yankees in the Bronx going to be wet 40 to 60 percent chances of rain throughout the game hopefully that changes as the day goes on hopefully it misses the stadium because we want some Garrett Cole we want some Yankees versus a bad pitcher we also wouldn't mind if you want to get really contrarian playing the Orioles bats versus Garrett Cole so 
lots of ways to attack that uh, that game. And if we lose that, it turns it into a five-game slate. It's going to make things really, really murky in that regard. But speaking of the pitching, let's get at it. It should be a quick one today, six games on tap. Cole, 10-3 at home against the Baltimore Orioles. It's been a rough go for Garrett Cole. Um, it, it is Thursday, so a reminder over at rotoballer.com, I wrote the free DraftKings Picks article. Go check that out. Cole did get you 28 points his last time out thanks to 10 strikeouts, but allowed five runs, only one earned, thank goodness. But he's allowed four more runs in three straight starts. He's been uh, really, really up and down the last three. But the strikeouts have been consistent, seven or more Ks in six straight starts, seven or more in seven of his eight starts on the season. So you got that going for you with Cole. You know that's going to happen. We also know he's given up at least one home run in every single game. I say it every podcast, and then he does it again. So he just keeps giving up the long ball. It is a great spot here versus the Orioles. We like the Orioles' bats as, to be sneaky. There's no sugarcoating that at all. Um, we've seen them be very productive. Usually we, we pick on different pitching, that's for sure. But um, Cole has been shaky, and with the long ball, you could look that direction. I'm not going all in on the Orioles. I'm going to take some other spots tonight that I like. But if you want to be super contrarian, maybe you're doing some multi-entry or you just want to go for the gusto on a GPP, I could see the approach with going Baltimore. Baltimore strikes out 22.6% of the time versus right-handed pitching with a 264 average on the season, 177 ISO, 330 Woba, so they're decent. Like that's what I'm saying. They're, they're surprisingly a decent offense. But uh, Cole at 10-3, very strong up top. You got Sonny Gray at 9,600 bucks. They skipped a start to kind of let him get his mind right, work on a few things after that just blow-up of two-thirds of an inning against St. Louis. Prior to that, he's been just dominant, consistent, everything you want to say. And tonight, pitching in Wrigley Field, the wind is blowing in at 14 miles an hour from center field. That's a a big thing to like in that one. We've seen a lot of low scoring. I think it was three to nothing. Cubs two nights ago, or no, two nothing two nights ago. It was three nothing, I believe, yesterday on a solo homer by Musta- or a three on homer by Mustakis. So it's been very, very low scoring. The wind has played. The pitchers have been great. The Cubs strike out 26.3% of the time versus right-handed pitching with a 234 batting average and a 326 Woba. So Sonny Gray at 96 could be a strong, strong bounce-back spot at 9600 bucks. He's going to be low-owned tonight if the Yankees game plays. If the Yankees game doesn't play, chalky Sonny Gray. But really good spot there for Sonny Gray, so don't hate it at all. In that same uh, matchup with the way the weather's looking, Adbert Alzale is a very interesting play at 7700 the only thing I'm worried about is him being stretched out. He went two and two thirds his last time up. Give it two run, two hits, two runs, five walks got to him. He's got four more Ks and two or three appearances. He's up to 78 pitches his last time up. He's got filthy stuff. It's just a matter of not walking guys. And if he's not walking guys, he can be super effective uh, facing a Reds team. Like I mentioned, hasn't done much. Mustakas did his thing. The strike got almost 25% of the time versus righties. They're hitting 208 versus righties with a 190 ice on a 311 Woba. So low batting average, lots of strikeouts. If Alzale's not walking guys at 7,700 in that uh, very pitcher-friendly environment, could be a strong play at $7,700. So keep him in mind this evening. And the only other guy I'm going to mention is uh, Sandy Alcantara, 6600 bucks. So part of those beat-up Miami Marlins, which stinks because they've been playing pretty darn good this year as a whole, all things considered. Um, Alcantara has made two starts since coming off the COVID IL. The first start, we'd like to forget four innings, five earned, two Ks against Tampa Bay. I'm going to chalk that up to a little rust. That's what I'm going to chalk that up to because he dealt his last time out in Tampa. Six innings, three hits, 108 Ks for almost 28 DK points. His first start of the year, he had 28 points against Philadelphia. So two out of three starts, he's been dominant. The one start he wasn't, first game back from COVID. I'm going to just grain of salt that one. Just let that one kind of slide. Hopefully, that's the way it's going to look. A couple ways to look at tonight's game against Philly. 
It's a good matchup at home in a very pitcher-friendly environment. Philly strike out 21% of the time with a 252 average and a 326 Woba. They're a, a average to slightly above average offense versus right-handed pitching. Alcantara is supposed to be the ace of the Marlins. He's very, very good. We've seen him. The way he finished last season with the pitch mix changes, the way we saw him his last time out, that was more the Alcantara we expected. He's a very, very strong arm. The only concerns I have, and to be fair, they didn't do it because they just let Yamamoto and a couple guys take the beating yesterday. They didn't tax the bullpen, which is good. Because usually when you see a game like that, the bullpen usually gets ranked, just run into the ground. That's not going to happen. The Marlins also, I believe, it's they're playing like five games in or seven games in five days, I think, against the Phillies or something, two doubleheaders. Or, they have some crazy schedule coming up this weekend. So they're going to be doing a lot of mixing and matching and being careful with their pitching. I think Alcantara is a very, very good punt, though. It, it, the Phillies can do anything at any time. There's no doubt about that. But at $6,600, Alcantara very, very live on tonight's slate. So looking at the pitching, Cole at 10-3, Gray at 96, Alzale at 77, Alcantara at 66. That's where I'm planting my flags tonight. I'd love to play Garrett Cole tonight against Baltimore. Or, and I'd love to play Cole, Cole and Gray, and you can because there's enough value to do that. We've got to make sure Cole's playing. But uh, those are the four arms I'd be building around tonight. When looking at the bats on this slate, catcher's position, Austin Nola just keeps hitting. He's 4900 bucks. It's a crazy price tag. It's a crazy world we're living in, but he's got 10 or more points in three or four games. Keeps getting it done. Drew Smiley coming off the IL tonight. Could be a very, very uh, interesting look for you. Smiley's been good. It's when he's locating his fastball and his cutter inside. If he's hanging things, it's just pray for Drew Smiley time. First game off the IL. Never uh, super excited to go do something like that. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out this evening. Uh, if you want to save some cash, like Rio Muto or Alcantara at 44, as much as I love Alcantara, that's a good price tag on Rio Muto. He should be the highest price catcher every slate, and he's not. Uh, Will Smith at 42 versus Bumgarner. I tweeted it out this morning when I was researching right-handed bats versus Bumgarner. They're hitting him hard, as you'd expect, like well over 50%. They're barreling him up over 18%. Strong average, strong power. And the most concerning thing I saw, Bumgarner, as bad as he's been this year, is allowing five home runs per nine to right-handed pitching. Five. That is just insanity. That's what, like, Yamamoto did to the Dodgers yesterday. That's how bad that is. So, uh, yeah, get your Dodgers tonight. And if they don't go, they don't go. But uh, they are in a a prime spot to smash. Will Smith, the 42, has been heating up. So good luck there. If you want to save a little little bit of cash, Christian Vasquez or Fleming, very good look as well. Fleming's making his, I believe, third or fourth start for the Rays. Uh, Vasquez has hit lefties very well. He's hit very well, period. Hit five of eight games for a strong average and a um, little bit of pop as well on the season, as we'd expect from Christian Vasquez. When you're looking at the Flim dog, lefties 259, righties 325 on the season. So uh, Vasquez at 38 is in play for you tonight. You could save even more cash, though, and just drop down. All the way to Dalton Varsho at twenty three hundred bucks. That'd be my punt of the night. He's been up and down, inconsistent. Probably the, the best word you can say. But we know the hit tools there from the minors. He's facing Dustin May. He's not striking guys out. He has four or more points in three straight games. So at least there's a floor there. He has double digits in three of his last six. So he's got four or more in five of his last six. If you really want to go there, he's twenty three hundred bucks. So four isn't great, but at that price point, it's not bad. He's giving you something for basically free. He's got that double-digit upside because the power is there. He's starting to play regularly. 2300 bucks for Dustin May. I can get behind that. It uh, might not have the highest ceiling at times, like I mentioned, but he's he's getting there, and the bat is legit. It's just a matter of getting comfort and regular playing time, which he's starting to get. 
First base position, you got Luke Voigt at 52 versus Aiken. I am all about that life if he's playing. But you could save a little bit and go to Brosu, our boy from Tampa Bay, versus a lefty at 47. Brosu's actually hitting like three-something on the season as a whole, but we know how he crushes left-handed pitching. So a really strong look there for Brosu at 47. Um, Reese Hoskins against Alcantara at 43. If you're fading Alcantara, like it's not one of my favorite spots tonight, but uh, the Phillies could be – Sneaky. I just like I like Alcantara a lot. I respect Alcantara enough to stay away from that one, especially at home in Miami. Um, Mitch Moreland against the lefty. I'll probably pass, but Christian Walker is an interesting GPP at 37 in his matchup. But eventually, you're just going to start saving cash. Two guys down here, or there's like four guys down here if you want to save it first base. Brandon Belt at 33 against Chris Paddock. We know how well Belt's hitting the ball, especially for right-handed pitching. He's crushing everything. I am not a Chris Paddock guy. I, I think he needs to work on establishing three strong pitches. He has not done that yet. This Giants offense is strong. I think Belt's an interesting play. More GPP than Cash because I, I do understand Paddock can be good, just not as good as people praise him for. So Belt at 33 is good. But your GPP play right here, Bobby Dahlback, 3200 bucks, homeward in four straight games. Um, he's got five home runs in his first eight games in the bigs. Just absolutely crushing baseballs. Gets to face Fleming tonight in Tampa Bay. He's 3,200 in GPP. Um, you got Aguilar and Cooper for Miami at 31 versus Arietta. I prefer Cooper over Aguilar. I saw have always been. Both have been great, but Cooper put up another double-digit night for you last night. So you got this 31 to $3,300 range with four guys. Belt and Dahlbeck, more GPP. I'd actually probably prefer Dahlbeck over Belt tonight, but uh, both very good. And then I want Cooper over Aguilar and Cash if I'm going that direction. Second base, you got DJ LeMahieu up top of 56. He's the best play. It's not even just a casting. He's the top play at the position tonight. It's a very bleak second base position this evening. So LeMahieu at 56, assuming that game plays. Brandon Lau at 54 is interesting. You got the lefty kick him on the bump, making his third appearance for the, you know, this is the first time he's pitched since 2014 in the bigs. We've seen him get shelled. We've attacked him. The lefty, he doesn't last more than two, maybe three innings in a game. So you're going to get a very bad Boston bullpen. People will see lefty, lefty. Probably not want to play Brandon Lau because of the price point and the lefty-lefty matchup. A, he's hitting lefties okay. B, you're going to get a lot of right-handed bullpen as well. So Lau at 54, something to definitely uh, keep in mind this evening. Sliding on down, you could look at a Hanser Alberto versus Cole if you want to be unique. I'd rather not, but you can. Gene Segura at 38 is also interesting in his matchup. Um, Kiki Hernandez is the play that many will go to, and for a good reason. He's 3,500, second base outfield versus uh, Mad Bum. Kiki's uh, had seven or more points in three straight games. He has owned Mad Bum in his career. Just tons of power versus Mad Bum. So 3,500 for Kiki will be a very, very uh, strong play around the industry today. And then it's just kind of a, a mix and match. Kiki's probably about as low as I'd want to go at the position. I'm probably paying up for Lau or DJ, or I'm going to Kiki Hernandez is pretty much my second base stance. Third base, Machado versus lefty is always strong at 57. He had a big night for you, um, not last time, but the night before. You got LeMahieu, you can play here as well. I think Rafael Devers at 5K is a very sneaky play, similar to how people won't play loud lefty-lefty. Devers can get lefties okay. Fleming will go four or five innings. Ray's bullpen's good, though, much better than Boston's. So that argument's a little different, but Devers is heating up, slow start, coming on strong, same thing he did last season. So 5K, not too shabby at all. You got Brosu at 47, who we talked about. You can play him at first base or third base. Very, very good play will be popular as well because people have finally caught on to that niche in the industry. But other than that, Bobby Dahlback, 3200 bucks. That's pretty much where I'd go. Um, Alex Baum, Alec Baum's 3K. I'd probably rather gamble on Dahlback for 200 more tonight. That's where I'd be looking if I'm looking for value at third base. 
Short stop. You got Tatis Jr. at 6K coming off a goose egg last night. That usually means good things in production the following night. Uh, Corey Seager, Mr. Lefty, that's fine. But Glaber Torres at 49, a guy I usually don't play much. I think the savings is pretty strong off of a 6K Tatis. I like Tatis, but 6K is steep. Torres at 49, a uh, big night last night, went deep. Uh, he's got seven or more points in two of his three. Hopefully he's starting to get going. It's GBP for sure, not cash related, but upside is tremendous in a good matchup against Aiken. Xander versus Fleming at 46 is nice as well if you're looking that direction. But if you just want to save, Chris Taylor, outfield shortstop for the Dodgers at 42, really swinging a, a hot bat. Good matchup versus Bumgarner. Look at his directions. Okay, Didi Gregorius, only 39 versus Alcantara. Adamas at 38 versus Kickham are two nicer values. Even Miguel Rojas probably leading off for the Marlins at 34 is a nice value as well. And I'm really kicking myself because I looked at him like 12 times yesterday and I didn't type anything. So I'm like, you know what? He's he's young. He's struggling. He's still figuring out. I know the hit tool is great. It'll come to play eventually. I wanted to play Chaz Chisholm yesterday. I didn't do it, but he goes off for 24 points, two for four, a homer, uh, a triple and a homer. He's hit safely in three straight games. He's got a stolen base and a homer over that stretch. He's a power speed guy. Just trying to get his feet wet. Like he went 0 for his first four games. Now he's got one hit. Or he's, he's hit. Uh, actually, he's, never mind. He's hit safely in two of his last four games. He has nine or more points in two straight games. He's very, very volatile, but he's $2,000 against Jake Arietta. That's what I'm trying to say as a mumble mouth this morning. But Jazz Chisholm at 2K could be your uber, uber punt on this slate and could be interesting for Jake Arietta. And he bats usually ninth for the, the Marlins. So. Maybe a wraparound, a one-off, whatever you're choosing. But 2K, 2K becomes even cash viable because he's an absolute punt and he opens up so much more for your lineup. So if you're trying to pay up for the Mookie Betts of the world and maybe some Padres or whatnot um, or some expensive Yankees if that game plays, a guy like Chisholm at 2K does so much for your lineup. And that's why you play guys like that. And if he goes off like DJ Stewart's been doing, then boom goes the dynamite. Simple as that. Outfield position, you got belly bombs, but Betts at 57 went deep last night. I'll play him versus Baumgartner. In a heartbeat, if you're paying up, that's a that's a strongie. Uh, Brandon Lau talked about him. Jastrzemski went deep again last night. I like him a lot versus Paddock because the Giants are coming low owned. Like I, I've pretty much been touting the Giants every night. I'm not as in love with them tonight. I'll be honest, but I still like them a lot. I just understand it's going to be a tense four game series because both these guys are battling for that second spot in the West. Obviously, the Potters have a, a bit of an advantage on the Giants, but the Giants are they've won five straight. They're playing good ball. They're they're in the playoffs right now. And their offense has been very good. So Yaz at 53 is an option. Starling Marte for stacking the Marlins, sure. I think that's that could be in play. He's just been he's been bugging me. But yes. Uh, Clint Frazier at 45, very strong play versus Aiken. God, this Yankee game needs to play. Clinton 278 over his last 10 with averaging nine points a game. 15 yesterday is 14 or more in two of three. 14 or more in three of five. 14 or more in five of seven. 14 or more in six of uh nine. So he's been very, very productive to say the least, at 4500 bucks, uh, Mr. Clint uh, Clint Frazier. J.D. Martinez is only 4400 versus Fleming. J.D.'s been disappointing as I'll get up. Versus a, a hittable lefty at 44 is intriguing in the GPP. I like Frazier a little more, but J.D.'s definitely worth the look. Alex Dickerson, if you're fading Paddock's only 4200 That's a good value. I mentioned Chris Taylor earlier at 42 Will Myers at 4100 bucks is one of the hottest hitters in all of baseball right now. So I like that price tag a lot versus uh, Smiley. Aaron Hicks switch hitting at 4K versus Aiken. That's a good Yankee value as most Yankees are expensive. Hicks hitting in the middle of that Yankees order. So a good piece of Yankees uh, for you on that. A.J. Pollock at 39. He is on fire right now. Uh, another cheap Dodgers. So like Pollock, Hernandez, Taylor 
some really cheap Dodgers to get in there from the right side of the place. There's Mad Bum, Pollock, 3,900. Sliding on down even farther, you got like Mount Castle versus Cole, GPP only. You have Talkman at 35 versus Aiken, probably not going there. Excuse me. Um, a few others down here. I mentioned Kiki Hernandez at 35 earlier. You can go that round. If you want to fade Dustin May, which is always intriguing, you got Cole Calhoun only 34. Probably not going to go that route, but interesting. Your punt of the day, if you're not going Jazz Chisholm, is Mr. The one, the only tweeted at him right before we recorded, Randy Arazarena hitting 400 or so far in his first eight games with a 600 ISO, a 50% hard hit rate. He's doing everything right. He's crushing baseballs for the Rays. Really strong spot here today versus Kickham and company. So 32 for Arazarena. You look at that. Margot could be leading off for Tampa Bay at 31. So definite value with the Tampa Bay Rays in a very, very favorable matchup versus Kickham and that Boston bullpen. So you're going to want to jump all over that. Otherwise, see what comes out in the lineups. Like Dubon's 25. I prefer him versus a lefty, but he's super cheap. If you want to go that direction, not a ton. Like Farshow's 23. I'd only use Farshow at catcher. Don't use him in the outfield. Don't do it. Um, but, yeah, not a ton down here. DJ Stewart's 21. If you want to go into the GPP, he's facing he's facing Garrett Cole. So the run might end tonight. It might not. He's hitting 400 over his last 10. He's homered in uh, four straight games, five homers over that stretch. He has 20 or more points in four straight. So we've been riding the DJ Stewart train. He's 2,100 versus Cole. GPP only because Cole does give up at least one homer a game. But uh, be careful there. It's a little different situation tonight. Matt Joyce at 21 is an interesting punt for the Marlins versus Arietta. Joyce has actually been okay. He's been serviceable, like 16, 3, 7, 7, 5. And he's been free. He's been, he's been dirt cheap. So 2,100 for Joyce versus Arietta come from the left side. I can get behind that if you need to punt. If you really need to punt with Joyce, I could see that as an option for you. All right, recapping the pitching. Cole and Gray up top. Gray's in a very good matchup with the weather. It might rain in New York anyways. But uh, Cole Gray, those are your two top options right there. You have Alzale uh, using that weather to your advantage. Just don't walk guys. It'll be productive. If you walk guys, it's going to be very disappointing. So there's the risk there. If I knew his control was better, I'd play him in a heartbeat. But you have um, Alzale and then Alcantara at 66. Definitely want to go that way. When you're attacking it with the bats, I'm all about the Tampa Bay Rays versus kick them in that bullpen. Big fan of it is with Tampa tonight. I don't mind Boston either. I prefer Tampa. But Boston, Devers, Bogarts, J.D., obviously Bobby Dahlback, uh, Christian Vasquez behind the dish. You have some options there. I wish Pilar was still there. That would be huge. But I want Tampa Bay in that game. Um, the Yankees versus Aiken for sure. Miami versus Arietta has me very, very intrigued. Arietta has been decent his last few starts, so I guess he's technically even a punt play if you want at 6,800. You know, he's put up 25 and then minus 16-4, then 12.9. So it's a roller coaster ride with Arietta. So I don't, that's why you don't trust him. He dealt against the Mets his last time out, but that's the best he's looked in a long time. I might chalk that up to the Mets stinking more than anything. But uh, Arietta, I'd like to attack him with the Marlins bats tonight. You got San Diego versus Miley. That's an option. The Giants are a GBP only type look. But my top ones, you got Dodgers versus Bumgarner, Rays versus Kickham. That's where I'd be planting my flags. Then you got Yankees, um, Marlins, Boston, stuff along those lines this evening. All right. I said it would be a quick one. That's a strong, um, strong, strong six-game slate for you tonight. Hopefully the weather stays out of play in Cole, but uh, for Cole. But if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick. The podcast is on um, is on iTunes and all your other listening platforms. If you rate and review, we'd much appreciate it. Also, for, feel free to watch the video on the Rotobar YouTube channel. Give it a like and a share. If you'd like to get in the free Fantasy Sports DJ Slack chat, just let me know. We'll get you up in there. 
But I hope everybody has a great Thursday. We'll be back with a full slate on Friday. We got Thursday night football on tap tonight. Recorded the first week one main slate preview of the two point conversion NFL DFS podcast with Matt Davis from from Fade the Noise. So go check that out. But I'll be back with you tomorrow. This was MLB DFS Quickets, your Thursday, September 10th edition. I'm out.